0: I was sitting there staring at him and I was like, this is not gonna be my last breakfast with Larry. And I was unemployed so I kept going back and he was there every morning. I couldn't go every morning, but I kept going back and I got to ask him all these questions about how did you interview this person and how did you ask this and how did you broach this subject and if you, what's one interview you didn't get to do? And he taught me so much and he really gave me the courage to go out and try and create my own thing, because he had his own show. I yep. didn't know it was possible. I thought I had to work for a company. And he was one of the true inspirations of Pretty Smart and also Question Everything, because I always say I learned from the king of questions.
1: Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. Hello everyone, welcome back. Today I'm here with a very special guest. Let me tell you, this is a woman on a real mission and she is making a real difference. Danielle Robey is the host on E! She's also a journalist. She's also the founder of Pretty Smart Podcast. She also has these amazing cards, one of the top rated games right now, rated by Forbes even question everything. She's dynamic. She's incredible. And welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here for real.
0: Me too. You're a woman on a mission also. So I love talking to people that have like a deep sense of purpose, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I was reading all about you and I'm like, your mentor was Larry King yeah, talk to me about that. Like I know what...
0: that was the one of the greatest gifts of my life. It was such a blessing. So I uh, had been working in l a as a host, and I was working a lot online, and then I got what I thought was my dream job. And it was at one of these big entertainment networks, and I was the youngest person they ever hired. And I went in with so much confidence and excitement, and I ended up hating the job. I would break out into hives. I would cry. Have you ever cried in the bathroom at lunch at one of these jobs? Oh,
1: yes. Yes, It's like
0: the the oops job. Yeah. And I was working like 15, 16 hour days and I called my mom from a gas station and I was exhausted and she was like, wouldn't you be so upset if this was your last day on earth and this is how you spent it? Like, go quit and figure it out. And I was like, I have no money. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I can't just quit this job. And she said, you'll figure it out. You always do. Life is too short. So I quit the job. I was living off my credit cards, which <laughs> I don't recommend. Right? Yes. There's a lot of anxiety that's wrapped up in financial instability, They're, you know? I've uh, been there. Anybody who's yeah. been there,
1: like, it yeah. hits you. You know it what does. that feels like. Yeah. That kind of stress.
0: Yeah. So I started writing down all these questions that I wanted to ask people that I thought I was going to interview in the future. Oprah, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Mark Cuban, like, cause everybody's always like, you know, I want to meet this person. I want to meet Michael Jordan. But if you meet them, what are you going to say? Right. You kind of like freeze up in
1: the moment. Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: And I'm an interviewer and a journalist. So I was like, I'm going to interview these people. What am I, what am I going to ask? I started writing all these questions and I was unemployed. So one of my friends said tomorrow at 7am, put your makeup on and I'm gonna take you somewhere. And I was like, why do I need makeup on at 7 I'm not like a big makeup person. Right. Why do I need makeup on at 7am? Right. Right. And he was like, just trust me. I'm gonna pick you up at 6.30. I was like, great. Picks me up, we go to Nate and Al's, which is a deli in Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. And I walk in and I'm like, who's gonna be here? And sitting at a table is Larry King and six of his childhood friends.
1: Stop.
0: And he has this big smile on his face and I go sit down. And he orders one of two things. He always ordered matzo or he had Cheerios with blueberries. Okay. That day he had the blueberries. And I sit down and I had all of these questions that I was dying to ask him because I grew up watching Larry King. Uh-huh. And I didn't get to nearly one, I would say, because he was the most insatiably curious person I had ever met in my life. He took out his phone. What do you like about this phone? Why do you think people like the Kardashians? What is it? What? Like he would just go on and on and on. And so I was sitting there staring at him and I was like, this is not gonna be my last breakfast with Larry. And I was unemployed, so I kept going back. And he was there every morning. I couldn't go every morning, Yeah. but I kept going back and I got to ask him all these questions about how did you interview this person? And how did you ask this? And how yeah. did you broach this subject? and if you, what's one interview you didn't get to do. And he taught me so much and he really gave me the courage to go out and try and create my own thing because he had his own show. I didn't know it was possible. I thought I had to work for a company. Right. And he was one of the true inspirations of pretty smart and also question everything because I always say I learned from the king of questions.
1: Wow. That is so cool. How many years ago was that?
0: This was two thousand sixteen.
1: Okay. Yeah. So when did you get your start? You're a Midwest. Yes. S- sweetheart. I love this. We got we share the Midwest. Through, through. I'm so yeah. Chicago. You yeah. can yeah. hear it in my O's yes. and Yes, I love it. Are you a Bears fan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Vikings. Fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I still like you. Oh, good save. Yeah. <laughs> um When did you when did you know like you wanted to be a journalist? Like how did that all happen? Yeah. I
0: I think I'm one of those weird or rare people that kind of always knew what they wanted. Uh-huh. I was such a, um, like, adult in a kid's body. Yeah. I remember being in school and just thinking, like, what are all these kids doing playing at recess? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just yeah. wanted to be, like, I was always so goal-oriented. Yes. And I don't know if that's even a good thing, but it's just how I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got to college, I... Um, kind of fibbed about my age actually, because I had like I had credits that allowed me to be a sophomore even though I was a freshman. Uh-huh. And I applied for an internship uh, in Madison, Wisconsin at one of the local news stations and got it. And I started working and I started working in news and I loved it. And uh, when I graduated, I moved to LA, lived in a garage because I had no money. I didn't know anybody.
1: You just came here like
0: solo? Whoa. Yeah. My grandma's friend let me live in her garage. <laughs> I had oatmeal in a microwave for every breakfast, <laughs> but I was so happy to be here. Yeah. Do you
1: have those moments yes. in your
0: life? Like, how did you start at yes. 22, 23?
1: Yeah. Same. I got a mentor. I moved in with her. I slept on a mattress on the floor. There you go. I had an old ghetto <laughs> desk and I made a vision board and I was like, so happy with nothing. Cause I was actually pursuing something that meant something to me you know yeah so i get it when you're uh like
0: i think tony robbins always says this but when you know your why you figure out the how and the what you and do it's like yeah. you're just not phased
1: yeah by the how and the what right yeah so you lived in the garage yeah i lived
0: in the garage which was actually fine
1: yeah <laughs> it no fine. it sounds crazy but when you live in socal it's not as bad totally. as the midwest it's yeah, not like the chicago garage outside exactly <laughs> yeah so wh- what did it look like then did you just go try to get jobs like did you like yeah. what you know how what did you do so
0: i had no friends no money no clue um i did not know how to get a job like i had nothing to sh- i had a college degree but i had nothing to show for myself and so in journalism what you need is called a reel which like in sports they have highlight reels yes. too you know
1: i'm a speaker we have a reel
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. speaking real. That's your resume. That's what everybody looks at. Now I think people look at Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok a little more. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, all you had was your reel. So I had a news reel from college, but also it was like very collegey footage. Yeah. And I knew I needed footage, so I would email people and say like, "I'll work for free." There was all these online websites at the time, mm-hmm. and there was one. This guy. I called him. I found his number on Facebook, and I was like maybe when I called him 6.15 and he was like, how dare you call me after work hours? This is so inappropriate. And I was shaking. I was so scared. Cause when you move from anywhere outside of LA, you think like, did I ruin my reputation uh, yeah, in the industry? Totally. Is not
1: how it works. Yeah.
0: But uh, I emailed him after and I said, I'm sorry. I'm just really eager. Please consider me like I'll work for free. And he said, you're annoying, but fine. Meet me at the Paley center in Beverly Hills at 7 PM on Thursday. And I went and I did my first red carpet and I convinced him to use me as a host for two months. I was like, don't use your other host, use me. Wow. And he was like, I can't get rid of my other host. And I was like, fine, but use me as much as you can. So if a dog had a birthday party in Beverly Hills, I was covering it. I just wanted as much footage and experience and repetition as possible. Great, yes. And I put a new reel together after about two, three months. And then no one would respond to me. So I started sending out uh, cookies or bamboo plants and writing little notes that said, you know, if you need anybody last minute or if you're open for a coffee, here's my email. And I would get these emails back like, hi, Danielle, nice to meet you. Thanks for the cookies. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I could tell they were like, what? Yeah. But then I had their email addresses, so I would correspond with them every few months and send an updated reel and just say, hey, checking in, how's everything going? And one day I got a call from one of these companies and they said, our host is sick. Can you be somewhere in two hours? And it was for the X Factor red carpet. And I said, yes, I'm there. And I got my dress on and I did my makeup. and. I had no idea what, like, I thought I looked so cute. And when I look back in photos, I want to, like, create. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I got there and Simon Cowell gave me an exclusive and they hired me and I got a job. And um, then from there, like, once you get, like, the first in, it kind of rolls rolls. a little bit. Yeah, like, you meet people And there's definitely hardships and stuff along the way that you can talk
1: about, but that was my first foot in the door. Oh, my gosh. Persistence and showing up. Yeah. And, like, you got your shot and you were prepared. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you went all in with excellence.
0: I always say that luck is like a bus, and so you have to be at the bus station because more buses will come, but if you're not at the bus station, you can't ever hop on.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so good. I just wish more people would understand that with sales, with all the things that, you know, we're selling ourselves, right? Essentially, yeah. it's what we're doing. But it, you, you have to show up long enough for people to notice. And I find that people just they stop on the 10 yard line. Really? Like it's oh, I mean, I've been teaching sales for over a decade and or even just like human performance oh, and, you know, how to we, we sell ourselves and we get people to trust us. Like you with your career, they know like Danielle's going to show up and she's going to deliver, but that's your, I call it your credit score with your reputation. Mm. So you build that over time. Yeah. But the first time it's like a gamble for them. Right.
0: But it's also again, it was a gamble for me. Like there were moments where I didn't have great interviews. Yeah. Um, but I don't think like you're as bad as your worst moment. And part yeah. of that is growth and learning. Yeah, I do think that you really only lose when you quit.
1: Yes, yes. Cause
0: there's been moments where I've been like just crying on my kitchen floor. And it's like, yeah. I always say, just go to bed, like go to yes. sleep, go take a nap. Don't quit. <laughs> yeah.
1: The power of the pause, or I just need it. Oh yeah. I, I tell my partner, I say, I just need, I, Emily needs a timeout. Like, can we just time out the deal? Can we (laughs) just go have a cocktail and have a timeout? And he's like, "Yep, yep," because we don't want her to quit. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, (laughs) sleep, don't quit. Yeah. What? Tell me about a moment that sucked royally. Like, was it they chose somebody else? Was it? That's a really good question.
0: Um, Right before the pandemic, I was up for a job um, at E. And I had been, when I moved to LA, like that was my big goal. Like I I grew up with Juliana Rancic and and Kat Sadler and I thought like this, that was it. And I had been called into E multiple times for meetings with different people and different parts of the company. And I would pitch ideas and I was so proactive. And this was the first time I was really up for something seriously. And I was kind of in that last pool of people and they flew me to New York last minute. And I auditioned at 30 rock, which is like, for what I do, it's like such this oh, legendary building that's yeah. where they film SNL and Stream. all the You properties. Yeah. yeah. And I got a call a few days later and they were like, you didn't get it. And I really thought like, this was it. This is what all the sacrifice was for. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I just like, I had never, a no had never hurt me
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I just always thought there was a next. And for some reason at that moment, I didn't see the next. Yeah. I thought this was it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know how to pivot. And I, I took it personally mm-hmm. and it's interesting when I think back on it, that also was part of the birth of pretty smart because I was like, no one's going to like no one's hiring me. So I have to hire
1: myself. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so powerful. Yeah, I always say, or Tony at Robbins actually says, it's not happening to you; it's happening for you.
0: Yes, but in the moment, in the moment, it's you're like, why was this? I know.
1: (laughs) In the moment, it's so easy to say on the other side of the thing when you birthed a new company, which we need to talk about. It's so, but it's so easy to say. But in the moment, you're just like, oh my god, like, what is going on? And so, like, was that like? low moment? Was it a week? Was it a day? Was it a month? Was it multiple months?
0: I would say it was like two months of feeling really kind of lost. Yeah. I wasn't, I've, I've been depressed before. Yeah. More like, I think I had like a really tough breakup and that sent me into Mm -hmm. deep sadness. This wasn't depression. This was just, um, I'd never felt aimless. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, for someone like me who grew up with this direct goal and aim, it was this new feeling that I hated. Yeah. (laughs) It was so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. 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 So then when did you birth Pretty Smart? So um, I moved to Chicago for a morning show. Okay.
0: And it was like a good morning today for Chicago. Wow. And um, it was the hardest job I've ever had, I think to this day, I was up at 2.45 every day and we were live for two hours, but it was so fun and I learned so much. Uh And uh, when I moved back to LA, I read this book called Beauty Sick. And a psychologist out of Northwestern in Chicago wrote it. And her whole hypothesis is that uh, no matter what you are as a woman, smart, ambitious, all of the things. The number one thing you must be is pretty. America's obsessed with it. The world is, but particularly in America. Yes, yes. And I was thinking about all the pretty women in my life. And if you ask anybody, who's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen? Very rarely will any man, any woman say, oh, this girl on Instagram is so fly. Right. What they'll say is like, my mom is so beautiful. Yeah. My sister's, be- my wife. Yeah. And so I thought about all the pretty women in my life and they were so imperfect. They had bumps and bruises. And I was like, they're pretty bold, pretty witty, pretty strong, pretty smart. And mm. I wanted to, I had interviewed all these beautiful women in Hollywood, aesthetically beautiful. Yeah. And most of them were so much more than that and didn't really get an opportunity to speak on those other things. Cause red carpet interviews are just so
1: surface. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you wearing?
0: It, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up until like 2017, everyone was still asking, what are you wearing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is like, I think so embarrassing. Yeah, for sure. And why aren't we asking men that? Yeah. Now they are a little bit, yeah. but uh, yeah. So I interview women and some men who put a new spin on pretty and they're people from all industries, but it's more than a podcast or a product or a card game. Um, I really feel like the community that is around Pretty Smart are people who are seekers, who want personal and professional growth. They're people who go for it. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as I hope that these stories inspire them, the messages that I get from these people inspire me because mm-hmm. I have low days all the time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, it's this community that is so tight knit. I want to find a way to connect them with each other
1: somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty powerful. It Thank absolutely you. is. I love the name. Do you
0: find that with It Factor and the community oh. you've built?
1: Oh yeah. Either it's, it, there's common threads throughout and they're all people that, honestly, are searching for meaning and substance and in uh, acceptance for, I believe, who God created them to be because we live in this world of comparison. And I'm looking at an artist who's like so gifted in what they do, but all they see is what they're not. Mm. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, if you understood that you are uniquely and wonderfully made... And all your quirkiness and these things about you, they make up who you are, which makes you stand out. And if you just realize that your frequency and energy is going to go so much higher and you're going to be so beautiful to be around, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah.
0: I always think of, um, jockeys on a horse Uh and, uh, if they're like, you know, they have to look straight ahead And if they look left or they look right, they fall off the horse. Yep. And so anytime I feel
1: that coming up, I think of myself as the jockey and I'm like, Danielle, look straight ahead. That's good. With that being said, like being yeah. in your industry, man, like I, I think a lot of people, again, all the reality shows, they're like, even when I go back to Minnesota, they're like, yeah. how, do you, how do you live in LA, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I know that I'm unique. I know my gifts, but like, in your space yeah. have you had that comparison thing happen a lot for yourself or did you grow out of it i think when i was younger
0: i I'm, okay so i'm gonna be really honest please i never looked to my left and right i looked up so yeah. i felt like when i got to la and there were all i the red carpet's a great like sort of imagery to use. You have all the big time people at the front. You have ET, E-News, Access Hollywood, Extra. And then you have all the digital outlets. And I was always on the end at the digital outlet. I was Uh 22. And I never saw, I think sometimes other people saw competition on this line. I was like, the Juliana Rancic, Juliana Rancic's my competition. Yeah. So I didn't really have comparison in that way yeah. Um, because I was looking up yeah. instead of left to right. But I do think that mm. there's, um, as soon as I, I felt more confident in my own skill set, all of that went away yeah. because I did like, I used to hear people be like, there's room for everyone. And I was like, except there's only four jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like That's a nice thought,
1: <laughs> but there's only yeah, four yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah. So
0: what are we really talking about? <laughs> and now I see what they, like yeah. what they meant. I didn't see it when I was younger because uh-huh. I wasn't
1: full in that way. And right. I'm not
0: sure that that comes with anything but time
1: and practice. And yeah, cause time and practice, then you step into your skill set. Yeah. Which like, makes you more confident.
0: I interviewed a child psychologist and I asked her how you um, engender confidence in kids because I'm upset. Obs- I think confidence is like such a key to life.
1: Amen. Yeah. So I'm like,
0: how do you raise confident kids? And she yeah. said, confidence comes from competence. Mm. So teaching them how to do laundry, teaching yeah. them how to do all these things. And yeah. so competence in whatever industry you're in is literally just practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just do it.
1: Oh, so good. Yeah. It seems like you have a really good uh, head on your shoulders. Like it seems oh, like you thanks. don't like succumb to things like the party scene and this and that. Did you ever yeah. do that for a while in LA? It just seems like you're just no. solid. Like, Thanks. you're a good girl. And I relate to that because that's how I roll. Yeah. And I've always been that way. Like, for whatever. What like what, for what re- You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like,
0: I don't know how to explain yeah. it. I've never been even tempted by it.
1: Yeah, same. It feels dark to me. And I don't like to be in those circumstances where it's, like, out of control. Got it. You know? I, I think for me, it was always that light source of, like, that it's dark. I don't want to be out until 2 a.m., mm when there's like riffraff or whatever, (laughs) you know, but I wondered for you, like being in, being in LA, you know, in your career, have you had like decided to say no to certain things or like, is, you know, what has guided you? This is going to sound
0: so corny, but I have always felt like I have this deep purpose. I'm on a mission. And so go, I don't, I don't even actually feel like, like I have friends who go out all the time and they're like full of light. They yeah. just enjoy that love it. environment. Same, yeah. It drains me. Same. I just don't like it. Yeah. And so it's not tempting to me. Like I would so, you have to like drag me out. You know, I like a good dinner.
1: I'm, I okay. say I'm here for a good time, but not for a long time. Yes. That's like my I thing. I love that. Like she's here, take the pictures, do the things, <laughs> say hello, cocktail. Connect with somebody, yeah. have a connect, great conversation yeah. and go to bed. And then peace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, hear you. No,
0: yeah. But, I, yeah. I don't know. I've just never I think I've sometimes almost wanted to be more like life of the party. Yeah. Um, I think actually a lot of people do business at nightclubs or like on golf courses I and I wanna be social. It's just not my thing.
1: We're missing out. Like, I, I yeah. think some people <laughs> sometimes we I are, know I
0: think I know. Like, but you everybody has to I think find their own community that works for them. If the yeah. nightlife community is for you, like Go make business deals there. Don't yeah. just go like you know drink yeah. your life away. But yeah. it's just not mine.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. What what's driving you right now? You know, and and, yeah. and again, everybody needs to check out her Instagram account. And exactly. when I was looking at it, I'm like, this is a woman who's living with intention. Oh wow. Yeah, that's I, such a sweet thing to say. I was just going through all the stuff, and I'm like, this I can jam with. And I wondered what is driving her? What's driving you?
0: I have always. I I like Pretty Smart is the space that I wanted to be a part of. So I want to create something that. um, The last line of my podcast description says, come as you are,
1: Mm.
0: however you are. Like it's so inviting. And all the guests are so inviting and warm. Like the idea of. Come sit with us. Yeah. Um, I I want to build that space, mm. and I want um, I want the pretty bold, pretty witty, pretty strong, pretty smart to be celebrated. Yeah. I think if I'm being quite honest, I'm pushing up against like some of the Kardashian culture type of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're complex. They're not all good or all bad by yeah. any means. But yeah, just sort of like the gluttony the more is more superficial yeah, yeah it's like um I just I just think that that stuff has never made me happy and I mm-hmm. think so many women um want a space where that's not
1: the priority mm-hmm. so it's yeah. really
0: like mission
1: driven yeah I- impact I feel like you're, yeah. you're a woman of impact and are you, do you get into the political space at all or? Yeah, yeah I do. Um, I was a political
0: science major actually. Wow. Um, and I grew up uh, at a dinner table with my dad asking me questions. Uh, my grandfather talked about it all the time. So I do, I really, um, I like the space. I There's this quote from Bill Clinton that's uh, everything that's wrong with America can be fixed by everything that's right. Mm. And so I'm a big patriot, I believe in that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of a luxury to not care. Yeah. You oh, know, for sure. Like I yeah. don't have that luxury. I'm a woman and I have yeah. dear friends who are people of color and like, I, I care. Mm-hmm. I want things to be better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How are you getting involved in that? Like, do you pick a space? Do you do, you, is it through interviewing people? Is it just getting informed and then using your platform to speak about it? Yeah, I think it's
0: kind of a mix. I, when I was working in news, I would do stories a lot. Um, I had to push for one with Planned Parenthood um, because that, I think, sometimes gets, um, like, misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um I forgot the exact statistic, but um, it's like 0.1% of, we shouldn't even get yeah, into all that. But like, uh, yeah, I think the stories that I cover, yeah, I do. The people I interview, um, when it's election time, I get involved, I use my voice. Yeah. Yeah, do
1: you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't go so deep in that yeah. s- spot. Um, I, I think feel, it's
0: hard with business, honestly.
1: It it is, but I, I do believe like I feel called and I and it it's all about your calling, right? Yeah. Like I feel called to help people really identify and know that there's something bigger than themselves, which is God. You know, and yeah. for me it's like that's my calling right now. It's like that's yeah. like the that's what gets me up in the morning. It's like I just want people to be at peace and when not When people
0: live. ask you what or who God is, what is it to you?
1: I mean, God is everything. God is the universe. God is God created the heavens, the world like yeah. you know, and and I believe in Jesus and you know, I'm a Christian and so yeah. I'll go into that whole gospel thing uh, but for me like that's how I'm sitting on this couch right now is like leaning into my faith and mm. You know, has faith been important to you, like, through your career? Yeah.
0: I I don't think I had um, as much faith early on. Uh-huh. Um, I had faith in self. I, like, believed in free will. Yeah. I still believe in free will, but um, in the last few years, I have really found faith, mm. which has been, like, such a wonderful journey. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel more supported. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm on my own.
1: Yes, because you're not on your own. Yeah, yeah. how has that shifted you? I think
0: some of the lows don't feel as critical, yeah, because that idea that you set forth earlier about like it's happening for you? Yeah, I think is baked into faith,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah. it's like, go, oh, it's part of God's plan. It's yeah. okay. Like, Like, we're
0: going to be good. Let go.
1: And it
0: comes with having been there before. Like, I figured Mm -hmm. a way out before I can do Mm -hmm. it again. Mm
1: -hmm. What does your day-to-day look
0: like? It's a fire drill. I love (laughs) it. Every day is a fire drill. Yeah. Um, I always work out. I love a good workout. Uh, It's like my one time. Yeah. Um, And then I'm prepping for interviews, creating social content, time coding podcasts, recording podcasts. Going to studios to do voiceovers or record shows, um, trying to I pitch stuff all the time. So like I'll put pitch text together for show ideas for um, collaborations with the card deck. Yeah, like, I really think um, you are your own best advocate. Yeah, and so I try and be as proactive as possible.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I, how do
0: you prepare for like for an interview? Yeah. It's my favorite. I'm going to get so nerdy. Okay. Right nerd
1: uh, us. This out is weeks. my favorite part of yes, the interview besides yeah. doing the interview. Okay.
0: I love research. I always have. So I'll do a deep dive. Um, any video that's online, any article, read through everything. I'll like type out notes of things that I think are super interesting. Uh-huh. Things that I saw other, other interviewers touch on, but like not go as deep as I wanted. Yeah. Um, And then I set out and I write a list of questions. And then I let it sit. And if I have like a night, I'll let it sit and come back to it Mm -hmm. and read through them and reorder them. And then I actually visualize the interview. So I don't know what the person's gonna say, but in my head, I kind of have an idea. And so I think of the interview like a song. And have you ever like written a song before? Well, no, but I could imagine. <laughs> it has. It's like a story too. Yeah, It has yeah, a yeah. beginning, a middle, and an end. And it... it's like a
1: speech. Yes. I relate back to speaking. Okay, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It has like little jokes along yes. the way. It crescendos. The hero's journey. Yes, and then it comes down. Yes, and you have to have a great button at the end. Yeah, that's an interview to me. Yeah, and so I'll reorder all of the questions based on emotions, feeling. I, I actually think of it as a song. So I, I like, that. it's like a symphony kind of, you know? Oof. And then I do it. I I always like have note cards. Larry King um, never, like he never read a book or anything. He would just go into the interview cold because he wanted to ask what the audience wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite. I'm like very much of the Barbara Walters school, which is like questions, reordering, research. Yeah. And I asked him one time, like, do you think I'm missing something or do you think I'm too neurotic, like you get, you have such a great interview. Yeah. Am I missing the magic? Right. And he looked at me and he was like, no, everybody has a different way of going about it and you have to do what works for you. So true, I believe that. Yeah. He gave me so much peace when he said that. Mm -hmm. Cause everybody will always tell you like, just be you and everything will be great or go off the cuff. And like, that's never been me.
1: No, me either. Right? I would never go do a 60 minute keynote off the cuff.
0: I don't think you're giving people value that way, unless you're like a prodigy, some people are.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I like to prepare and I wanna put my best foot forward. And I Mm -hmm. think when I think of an interview, like somebody is giving me an hour of their time Mm -hmm. and it's disrespectful if I don't make the absolute most of it to the audience, to them, to everybody. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's really, really good. Oh my gosh. We all need to take that advice and go to work. I do very similar, except I don't, I don't do that. I don't think of it as a song, but now that now I will. Well, how Uh, do you think of it? I mean, I just, what I do is go research people and then whatever stands out to me. And then I think of the it factor community. Yep. And I always say you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you were five years ago, five, 10 years ago. So I think of them and them watching and hearing us. And I, you think of yourself 5 years uh, ago. Yeah, I know what they would want to hear. Yeah. You know, and then the feedback. I'm really big on data feedback, what gets higher rates. Like really? Oh yeah, I'm constantly on Instagram like oh my God. what do you I do the little box. I'm like talk to me. What do you need right now? Oh. And so So I can't look at any of it. Really?
0: How do you So how do you deal with it?
1: Yeah. Cuz like doesn't
0: it make like Oh my god! Wait, I want to have this conversation <laughs> with you. So I can't look at it because I'm like, sometimes I come from TV. Oh yeah. And you're like, ratings almost mean nothing because it's like two people could have turned on the TV and right. the, the Nielsen yeah, box yeah. goes up.
1: This is true.
0: So data to you, where did that come from? Like, why is that crucial?
1: Yeah, because I, this whole thing is newer to me having like a show and a podcast. Yeah. And I'm a businesswoman. And so I've been Smart. looking at numbers and metrics since I was 23 years old. So I'm like, why are we gonna open? Why am I gonna spend time because I have a company in Europe or hey, why am I gonna go to South Korea? Well, is it gonna matter? What's the numbers look like? What's the retention look like? Wow. So that's kind of how my brain operates. And then, really good. and then when I started this, I was like, well, maybe just cause I'm interested in someone, I don't know if my, my community is. Do things and, ever
0: surprise you?
1: Yes. All the time,
0: like but, you think somebody's gonna rate well, and they don't.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and again, it's because I had this weird connection to like I saw them when I was young, growing up, and like yes. then I realized like everybody that's listening to my show is like thirty between like you know thirty to forty five, and they don't even know who that person is, nor do they care. You that's know, funny. Yeah. yeah, or like if if it's very surface level, the people God. will just tune out. My my community wants like depth. Well, that's an ode to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So that's how I like frame and put everything together. And I'm a flower too. Like once we go, yeah. we flow. Yeah. You know, I don't know where we're gonna go. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like communication and flowing, Yeah. you know, you have mastered the art of asking good questions. Oh, thank You're you. like a dream and you don't really realize this because of what you've done with communication and journalism. Yeah, We could take that into sales and like so many people, they lose, they don't connect with people. So no one ever buys from them. Right.
0: Well, somebody taught me a long time ago that sales is not about selling. It's about helping Mm -hmm. and questions are how you ask people and get to know them and ask people what they need so you can help. Okay. So
1: good. So is that why you created question everything or why did you create these amazing cards? Um, which are so chic, by the way. Thank you. I loved the packaging. They're made I do of too. Gold foil I in love New York. The packaging. Uh,
0: I made them for a few reasons. One is Larry King, because he was the king of questions, and I saw the importance um, of questions, and I saw how he commanded a room and how people lit up when he asked them something. Two is that list of questions I told you about earlier that I was putting together for Oprah and all these people. Yeah. I had like 800 questions. And I looked at it one day when I was unemployed and I realized I had never asked myself one. And I asked other people questions for a living. And this was pre therapy. I call it PSA, pre self actualization. Oh, it's good. That's good. It's, That's
1: <laughs> it's true. real good. Yeah.
0: And I looked at it and I was like, I have to ask myself some questions. I need to know myself. Uh huh. And at the end of the 800, I got through them over months. I asked like three or four a day. And I was like, I knew myself better. I felt more confident because I was more interesting at dinners, in conversation with my, I had more to say. Yeah. And I was more practiced at asking questions. They were on my mind. So like I would be with strangers and ask them something. And I saw them kind of like light up. They were drawn to me. Mm -hmm. My parents, who that relationship is like, you know, as close as it gets, yeah. right? I would ask them some questions because I think sometimes we forget to ask the big questions to the people closest it's to us. So true. They were drawn to me more. Like I was like, this is a superpower. Not everybody gets to play in the NBA. Not everybody gets to be a famous musician. Like right. we all have dreams when we're kids. I'm five one. I'm never gonna play basketball. Yeah everybody has access to questions yeah everybody can have this little game changer in their pocket and so i created it because i think everybody has that depth within them has mm-hmm. that curiosity and sometimes we just don't i ask questions for a living and sometimes i don't know what to ask i yeah. freeze up yeah it's awkward there's yeah. social anxiety yeah like yeah. to just have it in a card game oh makes it easy takes the angst out of it
1: yeah so do people do this at like dinner parties dates
0: yeah you know I wouldn't take it out at a date right away, like first date. <laughs> but people have.
1: Yeah, and it yeah, works yeah. for them. I think they're yeah. older
0: than me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, couples love them. Dinner parties. Honestly, it's fun because you can play a few different ways. Like I've seen um, girlfriends get together for dinner. Oh. And if you know them, sometimes the girls will be like, wait, I want to, I know how you're going to answer that and answer the question for someone and then everybody laughs and then you answer yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think there is a mix of light and fun, and then depthful questions. Yeah, and so it's kind of nice you can take them
1: for to any environment, and you're good. So so cool. Yeah. I'm really passionate about this because, Thank like, you. I have taught people, and my partner does as well. Like, how how do you become more influential? And you know, there's so many things to gaining influence, but having depth is certainly one of them and asking great questions. I always say good leaders ask great questions. It's and so true. I feel like it's a lost art with like this Instagram, this yeah. culture, this, in in there was this one time everyone's like, Oh, I love this chick. I love this chick on Instagram. And then I like met her in real life. And it was like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's a meme, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, sis. Like, you know, but I'm like, If you don't know how to communicate, but you look good on a filter, like what happens if I throw you in the middle of LA and say, you know, go, you know, get a job or go, you know, like, I just feel in my core that people need to learn communication. Yeah. Like, it's just so vital. Well,
0: we're not taught it.
1: It's really difficult that we're not, you know, and
0: I think it's something that I'm constantly getting better at. It's all, it's like, it's practice. Right. Yeah. But I think you touched on something really interesting because, um, in business, we're constantly, um, if we have something to sell, we want something so bad, like we're like, buy the product. It's great. The I even did it, right? The packaging's beautiful. But really, the way you get someone to buy something is to connect with them. Yes. And to solve a problem for them. Yes. And so um, Eric Schmidt, who is the CEO of Google, said, we are a company built on questions, not answers. Mm. Apple. If you go to their Apple Genius Bar, they use the Socratic method, which they answer a question They answer a question with a question.
1: Mm.
0: All these great American companies are built on questions. Mm. They just don't really tell us that. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it is a superpower.
1: Oh, and now I'm thinking, because I'm constantly asking my community questions. I didn't even realize this until right. you just said this. Yeah. If you Always. want better
0: answers, ask better questions. Yeah.
1: Because I'm like, that's how I build my content everything. Yeah. It's powerful. Oh my gosh. It's something
0: you, I don't know how
1: you innately knew it. Did you, how did you, I think my mind goes, I am here to serve you. Yeah. So how do you want to be served? Oh, that's That's like my mindset of like, I just want to be a a servant to you, whether it's digitally on the show, on a stage, you know? Yeah. How can I be there for you? Yeah. That's really kind. So where can we get these?
0: Uh they're on my Instagram. There's a link on Linktree. Uh they're called question everything. And uh we can even do like a promo
1: code for your community. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it for sure. We'll do an it
0: factor promo. Yes.
1: And there's really cute cropped sweatshirts that say pretty smart, (laughs) which I really want one. Thank Um, you. We gotta get you one. It says smart looks good on you. It'll be it's perfect for you. So good. Yeah. You're really good at branding.
0: Wow! Thank you. That's
1: yeah. such a huge compliment no, coming from you. Like you got it. Like wow. yeah. I
0: never think I do. So
1: thank you. We never think we do. We no. always think in, we got to get better. But like, I feel like you really understand the art of that. Did that come thank through you. journalism? How did? Where did that come up for you? Or how did you learn that?
0: I think I had good teachers. Uh huh. Um, I looked at Larry, and he always has his suspenders, and I thought, what's my thing? Um, I'm pretty smart. I always wear a red lip. Yes and you it's do. it's like the light bulb with the lip. Yes you do. Um, just little things. Some yeah. People don't notice all of them but I think you have to think like what what am I going to be known for aesthetically that people can grab onto mm. you know. It's, yeah. Like what do you think yours is. I, I have an idea of what I think yours is.
1: I mean I, I think I'm just kind of a boom you know like I, I like I just like I just play it up like it's like
0: I think your blonde hair is so iconic.
1: Yeah. Like Mar- so you. Marilyn, I was Marilyn Monroe and I have the first, same birthday. Oh, and it's like that's cool. but I've always like just I just love how it's like she's just like just the like it. like when Stefani. Yeah. It's like I don't give a f Like you have here such I am. a look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. Who's yeah. been um one of the coolest people you ever met like on the red carpet or
0: Ooh, I've met some
1: really good ones. Um Issa Rae was a really
0: cool interview because she was so authentic and Mm -hmm. honest. Um, And, you know, sometimes people are media trained. Yeah, She was just who she was, which was very cool. Um, Jennifer Lopez was somebody I'd always wanted to interview. And she was awesome. You interviewed J-Lo. I did. Yeah. She was really thoughtful about the questions I asked too, which I appreciated. She cared. And she was so stunning in person. Yeah, that's so great. Um, Who else? I interviewed Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa. Mark Cuban was cool because I've always admired his business acumen. Um, Yeah, I've, I've gotten really lucky. I think, I always say I've, I've been able to ask questions to some of the most creative and successful people in the world. So I better have like a vault of good information to share.
1: Is there a common thread amongst these people? Yeah. That is such a
0: great question. Um, yeah. No matter what it is, if they're creative, if they're intellectual, whatever the, the, their it factor is. Yeah. They all have a very specific intention. Mm. They live with intention. Yeah. They know what they want. Yeah. Cause I think if you don't know what you want, you're never you can't see it. Right. You're never gonna get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay, I I do think it's okay to not know and see it all the time. There's been moments where mm-hmm. I haven't seen it and just be patient with yourself. Yeah. Try and get inspired. Read something, watch something listen to yourself and it will show up. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's pressure to know if you you can't force yourself to see it. Right. It'll pop. It'll come to
1: you. There's periods where it's like you do something for a decade and then you're like, okay, what's next? And I do believe in the power of the pause. I need to do that soul searching. And it's like, I always, I'm like, God, reveal it to me, reveal it to me. And I had a period of that too, where I'm like, I got all this purpose. Where do you want me to put it? You know, and it was that power of the pause and just learning growth that it was just like it came clear and I'm like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It does it reveals yeah. itself to me. Yeah, for sure. I agree. What do you think your it factor is?
0: Oh, my curiosity.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Dang I am
0: I am insatiably, endlessly
1: curious. Oh. So you're always learning and you're always growing yeah. because you're so curious.
0: I think I can turn any bad situation into something positive because of that. Like if I go on a bad date, I'm like, I'm going to learn something from this person. What am I going to, you know, I try and connect with them and learn something. So I don't ever feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, well, this, this has gone way too fast. We're going to need like more and more time together. That's such beautiful questions. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so inspired by you. I'm so proud of you. I just want to Thank acknowledge you. you for showing up and yeah, like you're doing it and you, you have such a good message and it matters. It matters. Yeah. yeah. And I was just really touched. Oh, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. You like, Thank you. yeah, I know that. I'm really, uh, I'm
0: getting teary <laughs> yeah. eyed because, um, I've always, I've wanted to reach people. I mean, never really know if you are. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of sleepless nights. And um, I just thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That was really kind.
1: Yeah. It's just when I think of you and, you know, even my team and I, we were talking about you and we're talking about meeting you. It's like, we just kept coming back to this word of substance. Like you have depth and substance and you have all the beauty, you have all, you're have you so beautiful, but you also are equally as like caring and intelligent and like you just raised the game and raised the standard for women. And oh yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for that. And yeah, let everybody know where they can buy the cards buy the sweatshirts and listen to your show i can't even talk after that that was so kind you needed to hear it you needed to hear it thank you yeah
0: you're so generous with people oh you really are you have to like (laughs) for you to to be like that means that you're so full it's such a gift thank you for sharing that with me Um, I'm Danielle Robet on Instagram, Pretty Smart is the podcast, Uh, Emily, you're going to be online, so we have to watch out for that episode, Uh, and yeah, Question Everything is on, everything's on my Instagram, Danielle Robet. Yeah, and we'll link it all, we'll thank you for being here.
1: Thank you.